to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Barbados Catholic Podcast, the show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo and Walter, and today we have episode 98. We're going to talk about something that... I don't know if it's a, a, a topic that is um, not talked about quite a bit, or if it is something that creates a lot of waves in the church. Mm. I think it could be misunderstood, but um, um, we're going to talk about meekness. Um, and this all started because I um, came into, I came across this pamphlet that is titled Your Guide to the seven deadly sins and the virtues to crush them. Which I thought it was very interesting. Um, I thought it was even more interesting. It was attributed to Peter Bruegel, the elder, mm. uh, which I later found out, thanks to Google, that is a Dutch Renaissance painter. Are you familiar with him? I'm not, no. So Peter Bruegel, the elder... I'm not sure if he wrote the guide, but there is an image in the pamphlet. And when I Googled Peter Bruegel the Elder, um, I found out that he created seven pieces of art depicting the seven deadly sins. And they are quite sobering. <laughs> Look them up at your own risk. Um But, uh, don't, but don't have any kids around. That's what he's saying. Yes, basically. Like if you want to try to like really uproot one of your habitual sins, these images might be it. Hmm. Um, very very sobering. But anyways, the guide quotes uh, scripture and Saint Thomas Aquinas, Summa, and um, and goes through um, each one of the deadly sins and its antidote. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that at least Gustavo and I, and I'm sure a lot of men that are listening or even women that are listening to the podcast struggle with um, wrath. Uh, now, We, we we should say that wrath is amoral. It's a passion. Mm -hmm. It's not a sin in and of itself. Um, the sinfulness depends on whether the object in amount of anger are according to reason. Okay? Mm -hmm. So wrath in and of itself, it's not sinful. It's the how you react to it, basically. So if you get angry over the sin of abortion mm -hmm. and you decide to pray outside of Planned Parenthood while you're being charitable to those who may commit the sin, um, then this would be a result of good anger. I think some people also call it righteous anger. Righteous anger, yes. <clears throat> But if you become angry at your wife and you speak rudely to her, then that's big no-no. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, the object and amount of anger, according to reason, that's that's the main thing that we need to figure it out. So 
this pamphlet said, meekness is the virtue that help us control ourselves in the face of a barrage of angry feelings and restrain our impulse to react. It was, it was a line, the last line that caught my attention the most said, meekness is strength. Mm -hmm. Those three words. I was like, huh, this is very interesting. Um, it, it's interesting because both in English and Spanish, and we'll get to, to, to like the, the, the meaning of the, of the word uh, in a minute, but it, let's, let's go first in English. There seems to be like a negative sentiment associated with, with the word meekness. Mm -hmm. Like you're a doormat, like you don't defend yourself, like kind of cowardice in a way. Yeah. And I guess that's also backed up by the fact that it's like in Christianity, you know, like give the other cheek. Yeah. You know, so sometimes people associate it with meekness, with just uh, taking punishment. Yeah, taking one from the team or taking take, taking punishment or, like you said, being being um, submissive. Uh, that's another connotation for it. Um, but it's, an, yeah. in fact, like you mentioned at the beginning, it's a little misunderstood. It's misconstrued uh, how it's uh, how it's the roots of the word. You know, uh, I saw a clip before the, the we started recording about Jordan Peterson uh, uh -huh. talking about meekness, actually, and that he had like a problem with a word, you know, so <laughs> he, he went deep into it like only Jordan knows how. Um, and he says that meekness is the how did he put it is having the 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 weapon and the way to use it, but keeping it sheath, mm. you know. Yes. So that that is meekness, the, to having the power to control, even though you have power uh, over someone else, or because you have uh, the means. Yeah, I I think that that is very interesting because I well now that you brought Jordan Peterson, let's go explore that tangent for a little bit. Mm. Um, I don't know if you remember that I shared with you another clip of him that he, he says that men should be capable of being monsters. Yes. And then being able to control that. Correct. Yep. So there is something about a capacity for violence, violence in a way, mm. but you don't act on it. So, and, and that thing that, that in a way it is, kind of like the other side of the coin that is like no no mm. i am i am i'm a peaceful man i don't you know i'm 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 unable to get into a fight or uh, get into an argument like i'm always a pacifist and mm -hmm. and i'm trying to solve things by talking like the brutes but then i started thinking but what if you have to fight mm -hmm. you know I think that what he says is very valid, and I've been thinking and thinking more about it, how a man, at least physical preparedness, should be, and we talked about uh, last week's episode with uh, uh, Saint Jose Maria, being virile, being um, strong, mm -hmm. being able to be a protector, and uh, 
just that if, if when it comes down to like you know it's just like fists and the gloves are off and what are you gonna do are yeah gonna... to responding to a threat Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not just being yeah, for sure. Stay frozen and and not being able to do that. Yeah. So in a way, being able to be a monster and then dial it back, mm -hmm. being able to control it, I think that there's something there. Yeah. So I'm I, glad that you brought that point. I, uh, stepping more into this tangent uh, on that point, <laughs> um, and, and and I know you'll you'll bring us back, but uh, a couple mm -hmm. of years back, I was when I was still commuting. Um, so so before COVID. Um, I had Patrick Madrid on pretty much every morning as as I went to work, and um, who didn't? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I wonder if his like listenership went down after COVID because <laughs> there's not a lot of people on the road anymore. Anyway, he had a he had a, a kind of like an ongoing debate about uh, turning the other cheek, actually, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. and this one guy called and he was adamant about the fact if if like somebody broke into his house that that he wouldn't do anything you know and and then it was like well that's what Jesus tells us is like we need we need to be charitable and turn the other cheek and and he's like well but what if this person is means harm to your family are you not going to physically defend your family are you going to let and the guy said yes They got basically said he wouldn't stand in the way because he thinks that's what it means. And Patrick was like, I'm sorry, you are completely wrong. Wow. That is very dangerous. And I would like to talk to you offline of this topic. So it, it seemed like the guy obviously maybe wasn't like a hundred percent there, but, but the way that he was taking the passage of saying, turn the other cheek. Yes. That doesn't mean that we're just meant to take punches in the face, you know. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's it 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 means that you need to have the resolve uh, to to be able to um, confront a situation. But yes, if the situation demands it and there's a threat, obviously you will defend yourself and others, you know. Yeah. So coming back to meekness is is having that power to to contain that passion, you know, as men, you know, we're, we're very passionate we're action oriented. We, we just, we, uh, we see a problem and, and, and we're just a hammer and everything is a nail, right? We just want to <laughs> go and do it. So, yeah, I think so the I think, reaction part of it. Exactly. Is yes. What we need to focus uh -huh. on. And I think that I have a couple examples that might help. Um, so, okay. So we talked about like what you're saying is it's perfect. It, turn the other cheek, um, kind of like being a doormat, taking uh, abuse from other people. But then I thought this was strange because I went to scripture. And if you read Numbers 12, 3, it says, Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all men that were on the face of the earth. Now, I don't know if you guys have read Exodus, but let's do a quick review of some of the things that Moses does in Exodus. He kills a man. He flees Egypt. He marries a, a woman that is not 
Jewish. <laughs> he goes back to Egypt. He talks to Pharaoh, one of the most powerful kings of the world, and tells him to let his people go several times, right? Mm -hmm. Then eventually he parts the Red Sea, leads the people of Israel out of Egypt. And then after he does all of that, he goes and is in the presence of God, comes down. He has a magnificent glow that he has to cover his face because it's too shiny for everybody to look at mm -hmm. directly. Um, but then you also see him do these things that are not turning the other cheekness because he breaks, he smashes the first two tablets with the commandments because he was taking too long to come down that the Israelites created a golden calf. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what he did with the golden calf? Yeah, yeah he, he, well, he, he got completely molten, right? He burns it down. He burns it down. Uh-huh. Scatters the ashes, mixes them with water, mm -hmm. and then and gives everybody. It. He makes everybody yeah. drink the water with with the. Before with the that, he completely destroyed the first tablets. Though many people yeah. don't know that we had a couple of sets of those. Yeah, two two point Can you imagine? <laughs> God is like, ah, oh, man, we just made those. Really, I know. That's why we <laughs> cannot have nice things. Yes, um, but that to me, see, if he was the meekest. Mm -hmm. on earth that doesn't sound yeah it does come it's not compatible with what you just said about turning the other cheek and not and taking abuse and just uh being able to put up with anything mm -hmm. like moses was able to stick up for his people to one of the most powerful kings of the world in that particular time and then you know, against his own people, he's like, come on, guys. He also bargains with God. Yeah. So they don't get killed. So I think that we are seeing, like, something there. Like, the mm -hmm. example of Moses is one thing. Um, and then the second example we get from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself, which is probably going to be way more compelling <laughs> mm -hmm. if, if someone is not like, ah, eh, Moses. Uh <laughs> It's not doing Exodus 90 again. It's been like, well, I kind of know what happens, but it's always kind of like new in a way that, you know, yeah. like, okay, we're going to talk to Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. But anyways, Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. Okay, let's break it down. Take your yoke upon me and learn from me. That learn from me is something that has stuck with me ever since I started praying with this piece of scripture. It's an invitation to imitate him. Mm -hmm. He's telling us, put on the yoke. Um, and he's saying himself, I am meek and humble of heart. And there you will find rest. Okay. We put on the yoke. And we learn from him. Now, I don't know if you remember, but <laughs> Jesus fashioned a whip and chased the money changers out of the temple in John 2.15. Oh, yeah. And, Turned the tables over and whatnot. Right? Righteous, righteous anger. anger. There we go. Jinx. 
um, he also did the will of the Father and died on the cross. Mm-hmm. Did nothing to stop that. So two different examples of meekness where you have um, our Lord and Savior who was God himself, made mm-hmm. all God, all men, giving us an example of emptying ourselves out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, that man that was on the phone with Patrick Madrid was like giving the example, of, following the example of Jesus when something is what he had to go through, like the passion of the Christ, mm-hmm. the putting the other cheek. But I think that is taken to an extreme because the part that I see that is the differentiation is what is your, what is God calling you to do? It was the will of the father for Jesus to go through that. But what is the will of God in your life mm-hmm. for you to act? Like if you are a husband and father, your role, your mission is to be a protector, a father and a husband, the mm-hmm. leader of your family spiritually and a protector both in the spiritual realm, the physical realm. So that's why I'm like trying to get more into like the physical preparedness to be um, better equipped for physical battle, a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. I think in the spiritual realm, we can also do like way more than, than we are doing because, you know, uh, Sister Lucia said that the final battle of the church between the devil and God is going to come to the family and marriage. Mm-hmm. And we're yep. seeing that. We are living that. Mm-hmm. So we need to be prepared to engage in that kind of warfare. So, okay. Where does that leave us? We are not Moses. We're definitely not God. So then... I was trying to understand the translation of meekness because in some translations of the Bible, you see it as gentleness Mm -hmm. or humility. Not all of them say meekness. I think R-S-V-C-E, but not N-I-B-R-E. So different translations in the English um, have different words for meekness. Mm. now, looking in Spanish didn't help because meekness is translated as manso. Mm-hmm. And you know what the connotation of manso is in Spanish, right? Yeah, yeah. Ba- basically a domesticated animal that's just very tame. Exactly. So that doesn't help. <laughs> well. um, but then I look at the Greek and... You think that's where manso comes from? It could be. Maybe. For those that don't know, manso could be like dumb. Mm-hmm. I guess the closest translation. Yeah. Um, someone that is not very bright. Uh, but then, okay, let's look at uh, the Greek translation of, um, so the word for, the word that would be in scripture where that we got meekness translated in English would be praus in Greek, which means gentle. So that's uh-huh. why it's sometimes translated into gentleness. Um, so Prowse has this 
positive moral qualities associated with it, dealing with people in a kind manner, humility, consideration, all associated with it. Um, but then I bumped into this other article by this lady uh, whose name is Marg. I don't want to butcher her last name. M-O-W-C-Z-K-O. Moxwo. Let's just Mox, call it that. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll put a link to, to the article. But she, she talks about the virtue of gentleness. So it makes sense. Round trip to the pamphlet because, you know, mm -hmm. talking about wrath as a vice, the virtue would be meekness or gentleness. So when gentleness is being mentioned in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, I think it's uh, Peter and James and Paul in some of the letters, they talk about gentleness. And sometimes they, they are talking to men about it, but sometimes they are just talking about gentleness in general. So... I guess the point that I'm trying to make is like, it's not something that we're trying to say that it's a manly thing. It's for mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so the noun and adjective prowse appears to show uh, that being meek or gentle has nothing to do with being shy or demure or passive or weak. That's what uh, this lady says but rather it involves both self-control and humility when dealing with others. Self-control and humility. And it also involves cooperation with the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I started reflecting on those three things and, and mulling it over and over mm -hmm. and over. And I'm like, okay, we have self-control, humility, cooperation with the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like a three-for-one word, prowse. Mm. Um, and I'm like, okay, what can we find about self-control in the church? And it was a question so far. So far, so good? Good, yeah. Okay. I have good. some comments, uh, but I'll let you finish that thought. Uh, okay. I'll finish self-control and then we can mm -hmm. maybe ping pong on that point. So the Catechism of the Catholic Church, I found out that um, paragraph 1804 calls it self-mastery, which, you know, potato, potato. Mm -hmm. um, the Catechism says, human virtues arm firm attitudes, stable dispositions, habitual perfections of intellect and will that govern our actions, order our passions, and guide our conduct according to reason and faith. They make possible ease, self-mastery, and joy in leading a morally good life. The virtuous man is he who freely practices the good. There is a lot in that paragraph, but mm -hmm. if, if you take something out of this, is basically the, the virtues, living a virtuous life is going to be able to have your passions in check because I think that you know most men 
I would say in my own personal experience, not being able to control your passions can lead to a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. How do you control your passions? You put them in check. You practice virtue. You try to elevate your, uh, you know, we have our human realm of things that happen, how we react, how the flesh reacts, but we have an intellect, we have free will, we have faith and reason to aid us in all of these things. And I think Viri Virtutis, the episode that we did on virtue, is the, the most hopeful thing about this is that you can practice them. Mm -hmm. It's It doesn't matter if you were born with certain qualities or personality, you can practice virtue and get better at it and gain self-control. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a fantastic news to me, at least. <laughs> yeah, because there's, and, and you know, you're not alone. You yeah. know, I think, I think to a certain point, we always, uh, as men, you know, we, we, we have this, thing where we think we have to do it all ourselves you know carry carry the heavy burdens by ourselves um both physically and spiritually you know i think we we have a tendency to just close in on ourselves to make sure that we don't like we think we're insulating everybody else by by sometimes not sharing you know we're not great at sharing at, at some at some times um but where women vulnerable yeah being vulnerable where women are all about that you know they they put themselves out there that they, they need that uh comfort from from their 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 counterparts which is totally fine i think that's the complementary of the sexes right mm -hmm. so but but you gotta you gotta open up in in that sense a little bit more to the will of god and and that also comes down to trusting you know, to really trusting in putting yourselves in, in the hand of, of God and trusting in his will. Like David, King David was a powerful warrior, right? He, But every time he was going to engage in battle, he would ask God, should I engage in battle? Are you going to deliver them to me? You know, so he would he would not just go and say, I'm the greatest man. Watch out. And he would just no. he would ask for direction from God. He would put himself in the hands of God and his will. Only then he could overcome. Hmm. You know, so I think if we rely on our own strength, we're we're bound to fail. Definitely. You know, I think we need to rely on that, which is, like you said, you know, can be gained, can be practiced to be able to, to work up this muscle enough where it becomes kind of like second nature. As fallen beings, you know, we're going to keep going back and forth, back and forth. Everybody from a married man to a single man to a Catholic priest to a bishop, you know, all of us are going to have this, this constant uh, inner battle, but I think it's the it's the the trust that we put in God that He will see us through and give us what we need, just like He did Moses. Right? Obviously, Jesus had it, and to control it and to know when to it, uh, employ it and when to apply it, yeah. controlled. You know, 
that's when that's because Jesus could have just like started pushing people, you know, and, 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 and taking people out of the temple. No, he went and he fashioned the whip. Scripture tells us it, he was intentional about it. There was intention in his actions. He didn't just like act impulsively. No, right. He wanted to make a point. And I think that's that's the control, you know, that's the resolve and that's the strength that many of the biblical characters have. And like you said, then we have then then we have something to model it out of. We don't have to just start from scratch. Look to the saints, you know, look at scripture. Yeah. One thing that helped me visualize what meekness is, what prowess would be, uh, imagine that you have a a line, a horizontal line. And on one end of the line, you have cowardice. And then on the other line, you have uh, utter violence. Mm. Prowse, meekness would be in the middle. Got it. So you, you, there's still like, I feel like we mix a lot of like virtues in it, but it, in a way, you want to practice courage in, you know, temperance, self-mastery, and all these things. Mm -hmm. um, there's this quote that I found by St. John Vianney that says, it is by resistance to temptations that we give God proofs of our love. And I thought that that was beautiful because that is basically choosing God's will instead of ours when we resist those temptations. Mm -hmm. Because when we fall into sin, we are saying the opposite. Like, okay, Lord, I see what you want me to do, but I'm going to go do my thing. Like, I'm rejecting your will, choosing mine. The other way around is an act of love. When we resist temptation, we give God proofs of our love. Um, mm -hmm. So that, I thought that that was great for self-control. And the last example that I have, if you don't have any other comment on that. No, you're good. Um, St. Ignatius of Loyola, another favorite of uh, the podcast that we talk mm -hmm. about regularly. The man was a military man, right? Yep. Um, before he took a cannonball to the leg and could only read two books while he was... <laughs> like, he... I think he had surgery on his leg without anesthesia. Like that's how rough he was. Ouch. I I know. Um, but he composed a prayer that he would say in order to garner the strength he needed to grow in self-control. Mm. Um, and it says, Oh Jesus, when all is darkness and we feel our helplessness, give us the sense of your presence your love, and your strength. Help us to have perfect trust in your protecting love and strengthening power so that nothing may frighten or worry us. All right. Amen. I can get on board with that. That's pretty good. Um, so it is a tall order, I say, to be meek because that's just the self-control part. We can talk about humility, but I think we've talked about humility in the podcast for, I mean, mm -hmm. several different episodes. But if you look <laughs> at the, the the 12 levels of humility episode, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. 
based on um, the rule of St. Benedict, how you can grow in humility. But if you want a quick fix that is going to take you from point A to point B, litany of humility. I mean, I don't remember when I prayed it this week. Must have been like one of these days. And boy, did I get opportunities <laughs> to grow in humility. Um, but it's it's one of those things that it like is if you would who whose quote is it is I think Saint Bruno says what are the three more important virtues? Hmm. Humility, humility, and humility. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so there you have it. Humility. It's not thinking about not thinking less about yourself, but thinking less. Wait, I butchered that. Go ahead. It's not thinking less of yourself. Of yourself less. Of thinking yourself, of yourself, yourself less. less. Thank mm -hmm. you. Man, my brain was short-circuiting. <laughs> I was like, did I say it right? That happens when you go to adoration at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Give I'm yourself some credit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um and the third component of this, with the co cooperation with the Holy Spirit, pray, pray, and then pray some more. I mean, there's a particular prayer to the Holy Spirit that um, John Paul II confection that I didn't pull up for the show notes because that would have been... That, mean, that would have mean that I would have been a little bit more prepared for this, but um, <laughs> prayer is the first step, right? Mm -hmm. if, if we don't have that channel of communication with God and knowing his will, then what we are doing is not the will of God, right? So that's what I have on meekness. What it, uh, important to know those is that definition and the distinction between what we think it means and and just the overall weight of it. You know, rooted in scripture and 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 by all means, you know, go and study on this a lot more. This is just the tip of the iceberg of of everything you can get from this topic. But mm -hmm. I think the the takeaway for me is that the fact that it's something that that we can always be perfecting. Oh, yes. You know, similar to our prayer life, to our uh, uh, charity, to how we practice every aspect of our faith. It's it's about ongoing improvement and ongoing uh, uh, release of this control that we think we have. Um, so I think that's that's also going to make us happier in the end, you know, to know that it's it's not up to us. It's up yeah. to God, and and well, being meek and humble of heart. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Place. But but just like modeling after Jesus and and being meek and humble of heart ourselves, and and really living with that, what that means. Amen to that. So yeah, learn from Him who is meek and humble of heart, and you know what he also said the meek the meek shall inherit the earth mm -hmm. so yeah. don't do it to inherit the earth 
<laughs> Dude, out of love for God and <laughs> imitation of Christ. Um, well, thank you for listening so far. If you're still with us, thank you for uh, listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast. If you got something out of this episode, would you do us a favor and please share it with your friends and family? Uh, hit the like button, all that fun stuff that people do with if you're watching on YouTube, please consider subscribing and um, um, thank you for listening, watching go to direct.me forward slash barbatus for more information on the podcast and we will see you next week until then, bless us and ask Casey pray, pray for, for us. us until the next time